We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Hi. Talk about poop and farts. Yeah, that's what we're here to do. Talk about that's what we're good at. Poop and farts. Also, <laughs> farts and poo. Oh. As per the request of my younger sister. What who's, about what? flatulence and bowel movements? Excrement. <laughs> Excrement. I was trying to think of <laughs> Well, welcome to Stool Whining with, with nurses. nurses. I'm Kat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Desi. <laughs> <laughs> I just taught my uh, brother what a Bristol scale was. Oh, ah, I learned what that was through this podcast, weirdly. I can't believe you never learned that in I'm sure school. I did, but you know, for some reason it didn't stick. There's so many other good poop things to talk about. So yeah. maybe a, like- I feel like we should do another me. poop episode. Like if you've never heard our poop episode, if we ever have to re-air an episode, that is a great one. Poop episode. Mm-hmm. Go back, listen to it. Check it out. It wasn't intended to be about poop, but it ended up going there. Yeah. And then we just went with it. It was yeah. the end result. And if you don't know what a Bristol scale is, just look it up. It'll Bristol change your life. The best. It, it was a huge hit with my family. They loved it. We talk about it all the time now. <laughs> Mine was more like a Bristol scale three than a Bristol scale four. What about yours? <laughs> I was an 800. Okay. Uh, well, I want Sarah to change my life and open this bottle of wine that you brought. Oh, change your life, oh. huh? Well, I don't know. At least for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> Which is typically how long I can't hold this and do it at the same time. I got I'll, I'll use my, okay. There we go. Yeah. Get the good pop. Pop. Oh. Woo. Woo. Oh, let's Jesus. get lit. <laughs> Too loud. Sorry. <laughs> a little bit. We forgot to do the pop in the last one. Well, it was a twist off. It was a twist off. Sorry, folks. My favorite, actually. Twist offs. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about, like, I like them for the convenience, but there's something about the cork that's, like, Ah, opening a bottle of wine. Mm. I don't know. It makes it feel like more of a thing. Like yeah. I'm having a moment with wine. Yeah, I agree. Very interesting. It's either us peeing or wine. <laughs> it's wine, folks, but you never know. This is a nursing podcast. Nursing we might podcast. be examining the color of our urine. I do it every day. Mm-hmm. I do too. I'm like, I'm usually like, I need to drink so much more water. <laughs> <laughs> At least lately, I've been really bad about that. So how's life been? Pretty great. How's, uh, how's work been now that you've been on vacation for forever? Listen, if you don't have to work or work out because you have an injury, first of all, I don't recommend it. But if you have one, take advantage. You can do so many things. I've read two and a half books this week. I've done all kinds of planning for my uh, wedding party thing mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just lots of stuff. Caught up with friends on the phone and on emails and stuff. Went out to dinner with friends last night. They paid, thankfully, because I'm not making any money this week. <laughs> yeah. She Thank laughs. you. You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's great. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How about you, Kat? Good. Just been um, planning our wedding stuff. Yay. <laughs> so we're getting married August 19th. Oh, my God. Me too. Just kidding, guys. Yet again, I'm the only single person. Hey, you're the funnest. You know, just kidding. What? I just had an idea. We'll talk about it later. Oh, I was like, well, now you're leaving us hanging. What's your idea? It's about someone I might should set Desi up with. Oh, Oh, Oh. Lord. You know, uh, one of my coworkers set me up with another coworker's son, and the whole thing went horribly wrong once. Really? Was it really yeah. awkward after it worked with the coworker? She still loves me, luckily, the mom. Um, but it sucked. Really sucked. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if I've said this, I'm the only single person on our unit on nights. But really? Actually. Mm. Huh. It's a bummer. Can't that even, like, sucks. flirt with anyone. Oh, I flirt with everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, on the unit, no. I meant the unit. I mean, yeah. like the flight nurse. Oh, <laughs> I got a great story for Petit Sarat. Just popped okay. in my head. But like right. when hot EMTs show up, when mm. a lab shows up, when um, 
and you always do it. Patients' families show up. You always do it with like a sarcastic humor type thing. Mm-hmm. I could just tell that's how you would flirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, or I talk about sports. Those yeah. are my only two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> two fortes right there. Yeah. Sports and poop. <laughs> poop and sports. <laughs> Every man's dream. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, um, so you've been planning your wedding. Yeah, August 19th at the courthouse for like legally getting married and... Oh my God, that's like in two weeks. I know. Well, oh, less yeah. than a month. Ooh, yeah. as well be two weeks. Yeah. Or a month. What are you going to wear? Yeah. yeah, it's like a little over a month. I don't know. I ordered like two dresses. They haven't come yet. So hopefully okay. one fits. <laughs> and then uh, where our parents are going, we're going to have a, a photographer, a friend of mine, um, take some pics. And then in a year or two or whenever we feel like it, we're going to do like like what you're doing and do like a little celebration That's thing. That's my favorite way to have a wedding. Yeah. But do you know like never mind. What? No, I don't want to go into it. I'm excited for you. I think it's the best way to do it. What yeah. what's the problem? Or just like everyone, you should do this. Well, you should at least do this. Well, you should do this. And oh, it's like no. ruining Fuck the whole process. No. Like, I've sorry, been able- I said the F word. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like <laughs> sorry everyone. The whole thing has just been like tainted. Like I wanted to do it and we wanted to do it. We had a vision and like everyone's butting in with their opinion and then we end up changing things and it's not no, what no, we no, wanted no, no, to well, do. you know what no. you should do. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Cat. Tell everyone to, I know. I'll tell you something that a very uh, wise raft guide tells me all day, every day that I work with him. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Yeah. Do whatever makes you happy. It's your all's marriage. Yeah. Do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. I've never heard somebody say your alls. Listen, it's your alls marriage. <laughs> Have you met someone from Virginia? I actually, my roommate's boyfriend's from Virginia. Hmm. Does he does not say that? No, but he must be from Northern Virginia. <laughs> he was born in West Virginia. <gasps> I know. Then does he just go straight to the y'all? <laughs> because we, listen, in Virginia, we try to keep it a little more grammatically correct and say your alls. Your <laughs> <laughs> like your while she's wearing girls. coveralls, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say overall girl here. Uh, yeah, wow. We're still trying. Go for it, cat. Sorry, uh, it is strong. I was it just is strong. It's wine. a sip, yeah, kind of a like, wine. Whoa. We yeah. chugged. Yeah, this is because it's the wine of the Pope. He commands you by order of the mm-hmm. Lord God to drink it. You're just um, supposed to sip it out of a communal cup. I think we have to be more have a whole proper. Glass. You want like chugging wine in the no. Pope's Jesus wants presence. you to chug. He made That's a whole a... barrel of water into wine, guys. <laughs> well, I think he was but okay. For how with... many people? Like a barrel's not. It was a wedding, but he made a uh, lot of barrels okay. out of wine oh, or into okay. wine. Also, didn't he build people out of mud, or was that God? That was God. Sorry. My bad. Well, they're kind of the same. This well, isn't the Bible podcast, obviously. We have no clue. <laughs> also, we all got Fs in Sunday school. Uh-huh. <laughs> I never even went. I was forced once. Anyway, um, not by my parents. So, um, yeah, we're still trying to make a baby. Not like... <laughs> what? <laughs> Hell of a transition there. So, anyway. That's what I was going to say before. <laughs> uh not actively, like, we're not, like, like... Right now, what are you guys doing right this moment? <laughs> oh, my God, I don't want to see that! <laughs> or do well, not, I? like, before I was, like, tracking all this stuff and, like, paying attention to everything, and my cycle is so messed up. It, like, gets, like, three weeks off, and it comes back, and then it goes... Like, it's so off that I'm, like, never mind. And if you it, were stressing yourself out yeah. with that. So just... Now I'm, happen. like, it'll happen at some point, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Your uterus is following its heart, as should you. You yes. know what? Yes. Thank you. That's and a lesson. the other thing is like, okay, uh, if you like were marking it all down, what if you ended up with a kid that was kind of lame, but if you just let it happen right. and you ended up with this amazing kid right. because it's different <laughs> sperm. Yeah. Because that kid is fucking heroic. That kid fought to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. because ate I- his way through that egg. <laughs> Wow. Wow. He ate his way. Yeah, that's kind of what I was imagining too, actually. Like, get out of my way, other sperm. I'm pretty sure they don't eat it. They just kind of like nuzzle their way with their head in there. They got to have some sort of like teeth or sharp thing to get through. Yeah, Yeah. like this. Have you seen that animated video about the sperm? It Mm -hmm. like has the super dramatic music and it's like, ba-dum-bum, ba-dum-bum. And they're swimming through the uterus and it's like a war. 
No, I want to see it though. Yeah. Like really want to see this because yeah, every time I have sex, I'll envision. But I'll pump. Poor Carter. <laughs> He'd probably do the sound. I don't know. But I'll pump. The thrust rest. Okay. Listen, this has turned into the porn podcast. I'm sorry. I did not mean it. Wait, I think I have that scheduled tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know if that's very pornographic. No one would enjoy this, but anywho. Uh, well, cool. You're still trying to make a baby. Yeah. At some point. I'm Isn't fine with it. Crazy? It's a little scary now that it's down to it. I'm like, okay, it's a little scary. We can just find if it takes a while. It's all good. You know, it's fucking terrifying. Sorry, I keep saying the F word so much. For some reason, fine. a lot of these things are making me feel passionate. Fine. We just about can't, red wine. We can't get aired in like 20 mm-hmm. countries now, but it's okay. <laughs> Singapore will never hear yeah. this. Podcast. No. Dang it. Now. That's fine. All right. Tell us about this very uh, flavorful, heavy red wine we're sipping yeah. on. This is a uh, 2016 Chateau Neuf de Pop. <laughs> I expected more from that. It goes best with croissants. <laughs> croissant. And French fries. <laughs> Make us some croissants. Listen, it's a French wine. And um, it uh, is a blend of some other varietals. Grenache is in there. I know I read that earlier. That's one of the main grapes used to blend in the Chateauneuf de Pop region. <laughs> My favorite. Chateauneuf de Pop. Everyone Chateauneuf de Pop. Ooh, you sound very French. I took French for three years. Ooh, oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. And then was asked to leave the class. What? Why? Tell the conversation. How do you say like why this. in French? Que? Que? That might be Spanish. I don't know. Pourquoi? Maybe that oh, sounds more. Oh, yeah, correct. yeah. My teacher said, So your pronunciation is lacking. Ugh. Your vocabulary is limited. And your sentence structure is horrific. Long pause. So you're telling me yeah, there's a so chance. I literally, I literally said, So <laughs> I shouldn't take honors French for? And he's like, I don't think so, dude. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. I mean, dude, I was, why don't you just? But your pronunciation sounds great. Well, yeah. now it does. Why would you do? I went to France. No, I just kind of <laughs> pretend I'm the chef from Little Mermaid. Mm. Say something. Yeah. Say like I don't know anything. Say my name is. Thanks, Desiree. I have to say it. Say my name is Desiree. I speak a little French. No. No? <laughs> I can say it. That's the only thing I can say in French. Say it. Je m'appelle Ketchup un peu du français. There you go. Ooh. Wow, that was very ladylike. Yeah, I dated a French guy. <laughs> what? what? I, well, I was in Spain, living in Spain, and I would go visit him in France. France. It was fun. Yeah. And then he wanted to be my boyfriend again, like when he moved to San Francisco, and I chose Carter. And I said, no, no. I said, no, no, Pierre. I His want Carter's we I know. <laughs> Is Pierre. Yeah. Wow. He was too French though, you know? Like not to insult French, but it's stereotype for a reason. Just like Americans. I'm not saying we all aren't our stereotypes. Who was y'all? It was hard, you know. Or you're all. You're alls. Y'all. <laughs> y'all. No, that's not why. It was there's other things. But anyway. Um, well, so I learned an interesting <laughs> thing about Chateauneuf de Pep this week. Did it sound better that, that time? That was beautiful. Okay. Uh so Legend has it that there was a pope, Raymond Bertrand de Gaulle, and uh, he gave he what before he was pope, he gave away all of his belongings to the French people, and they were like, "We must have you as a pope, and we do not want the other pope anymore." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I cannot take this position. There's already a pope." And they were like, "No, no, we must have you." And so he was like, "But the other pope, he's already there," and the. Castle. Eating croissants. Yeah. And les poissons. And uh, they said, we will make you a new castle. We will make you a chateau. So they made him a new castle. And that was the Chateau Neuf de Pope. And then he moved in. He was the big old Pope boss, y'all. Wait, the other Pope leave? Nah, who knows? <laughs> I didn't get that part of the story. It just le- legend has it. Mm. Legend has mm. it. Listen, if you're a French historian or Catholic you can just <laughs> go Catholic. look this up online. It's all true. I fact-checked it 100% well, You had a way true. better story you told me. <laughs> What's the other story? Wasn't it a different story? No, that was it. Well, you must have told it better or something. <gasps> no! 
Ooh, let down. Poor no, Sarah some more wine. The accents were They kicked out the old Pope and they there it brought is. in the... Oh, well, that was the thing. They they didn't recognize the old Pope anymore. They built the Chateauneuf de Pope and they didn't care about the old Pope. All right, please say that like eight more times just throughout the podcast. Chateauneuf not in a Pope? row, not in okay. a row. Just like, I just... Uh, Love when you say that. Today's programming for forty-five minutes of Sarah saying later on. Ha ha ha! Shut the nifty book. Well, so nursing. Here we go. Oh, that's right. Here that's we what go. We're talking about. <laughs> Welcome. Did we already sing? Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I don't do it because I can't get on. Key. We're not actually singing. We're just being a nasally and annoying. Well, that's I, my everyday. So then you, you must should just be doing feel real different. comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so today we we have been talking about uh, like the more personal aspects of being a nurse and dealing with burnout and how we cope uh, with unhealthy vices. And today we are going to try to discover the biggest mystery in the world of how to find work-life balance. <laughs> Gasp. The phrase work-life balance is it's like a myth almost. Yeah, it's like Atlantis. Ooh, work-life balance. Like Atlant- Leprechauns, Atlantis, work-life balance. <laughs> when you apply for jobs as a nurse, it, you know, on certain hospital websites, they promote that work-life balance. Like, oh, we promote work-life balance. Do you though? Do you? Will you? Are you calling me six times a day asking me to come in for an extra shift when exactly. I just work 48 hours in four days? Exactly. So why would you be, oh, benefits. Okay, I was like, if you're going to get, if you're per diem, so Sarah's per diem and Desi is not, correct? Correct. So you're per diem, so you make a little bit more, right? Per diem makes yes, a little bit more. but I have no benefits. And you can choose your schedule. Mm-hmm. And so you can go or not go or whatever, and you're always going to have work, like at least in this current climate. Well, right? right now I do. But yeah, there's no work guaranteed to me. That's the of risk course. of per diem. Yeah. Right, right. So the benefits of not per diem is you get your benefits, which you need, you know, and then you, you get your hours. get regular work. You know, you can count on that income. I don't know what Except my question when was. when there's just, very low census and then sometimes you don't get hours, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is that, that happening? Speaking French. Is that on oh. purpose? I was like, <laughs> no, Is this like got- an unspoken nursing conversation? I was wondering the same. I was like, are oh, we, is there a phlegm. secret thing we're <laughs> acknowledging? Um, <laughs> um, so work-life balance, is it easier because you're per diem, do you think? I think so, actually. So... The thing that makes it easier for me, uh, one, I'm married, so I don't have to worry about benefits. Sorry. No, it's the truth. That's the truth of it. Like, Not I, to rub it in your face, Desi. <laughs> Just kidding. I've been per diem before, but it was when I was in my 20s, and I didn't care as much about health insurance because I was like, I'm in my 20s, and I'm never going to get sick or hurt. And now I'm in my 30s, and I still rarely get sick. And when I do, I don't you go to the doctor. currently hurt. And I'm currently hurt. Yeah. So... <laughs> You never know what age you're going to be when you might need a doctor um, or any other aspect of the healthcare system. So that's one thing that makes it easier for me is that I have a husband who's got benefits and I can be on his benefits. Um, the other thing is retirement. Like, uh, mm. I don't get any retirement benefits, so I have to do my own retirement savings, and that's a little bit challenging. Anyway, mm. aside from all of those things... Yes, it's easier to have work-life balance because I get to make my schedule. It's very lenient, the um, the schedule requirements as a per diem nurse at the hospital I work at. So you're only committed to three days per month, and one of those has to be a weekend day. So mm. that's pretty easy peasy. Yeah. In the winter, I work way more than one weekend day. I mostly work weekends because that's just how my schedule lines up with Ryan and I try mm. and make it work, you know? You and mean because he's off more during the week? He's off during the week, yeah. He usually has to work at least one weekend day, and then I try and work the same day as he does. Mm -hmm. Um, In the summer, I just want to be doing whatever I want to be doing, Mm -hmm. which is rafting, you know, and camping. So this is the first year I'm really feeling like I have work-life balance. You know, I worked a lot this winter. I worked a lot of night shifts and got a lot of extra shift differentials, picked up extra things here and there, and I saved up some money. And now I'm just working a little bit more than my minimum requirements and doing a whole lot of rafting. And it's awesome Mm -hmm. till this injury. 
That's really Still nice. good though. Yeah. <laughs> so Desi, what about you? Like how much do you have, to, like per month, how many shifts do you have? To, so you work 12 hours. How so, many shifts do you have? <clears throat> I work 12 hour shifts and uh, it's three shifts a week, but I pick up uh, extra shifts decently regularly because it's hard not to, A, when they're calling you, asking you, and B, uh, the money's good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so... Honest, I love the 12-hour shift schedule because it allows me to indulge in the work-life balance. Like, you know, if I think eight hours at in the environment we're working in, it would go by so fast. Like you would not have enough time to chart all you need to chart. And then you would have to work so many days a week. Mm-hmm. Like right now I'm in the middle of my five-day stretch off and I'm not a nurse right now. You know, like I just turn that part of me off. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it did take about a year and a half or two years to figure out how to actually have work-life balance. What do you mean? Like um, to turn yourself off? Is that what you're referring to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, well, <laughs> sorry, I'm 10 years old. Um, <laughs> no, I went there with you. It's fine. Um, yeah, to be able to like shut down that, the worry warp part of my brain or the nursing aspect of my brain and just leave work at work, but also to, especially working night shift, uh, it's so hard on my body and my life, my personal life and my social life because I operate at hours that most people are sleeping. So uh, it's taken me a really long time to kind of find a happy medium and a way to switch over to day shift hours on my days off and to be healthy. And Which they say you're not supposed to do. They say if you work night shift, keep your hours on your days off, right? Did you hear that yeah, in nursing school? Actually, like keep sleeping during the day and stay yeah. up at night. No. No. Like, so have no so life. lonely. Yeah. yeah. Who can do that? And That's I was, the dumbest advice yeah. ever. I was reading a bunch of articles like um, in preparation for this about, and one of the biggest like uh, detriments to finding work-life balance is the isolation you might feel mm. by doing that because mm. that's so lonely. Like even if I'm awake one night on my day off and like I'm wide awake and I like don't know what to do. I want to hang out with somebody. No, can't do it. They're sleeping. Want to talk to somebody on the phone? Can't do it. They're sleeping. And even if somebody was awake, can you go anywhere? No, everything's closed. You mm-hmm. can't do your yes. grocery shopping. You can't do like most things that normal people would do yeah. because everything's like, Everybody else in the world is sleeping. Totally. And uh, yeah, so it definitely, it took me um, at least a year and a half to figure it out. It was really difficult. And the biggest contributing factor to me, I mean, obviously it's a work in progress. I still don't have work-life balance. As I said earlier, I'm single, so. (laughs) (laughs) I think... Um, no, but I think, uh, the biggest contributing factor to me feeling like a successful, uh, nurse and a successful person outside of work is, uh, starting to get, become more healthy, like being, being more, like, uh, more attuned to my body's needs as far as sleep and exercise and good food goes Mm -hmm. and sunlight. Oh, that's another thing that's really hard to do on night shift is eat well. Yes. Because you have to do so much prep ahead of time if you're going to eat well on night shift. You can't run down to the cafeteria and make a salad. Mm-hmm. There's no cafeteria open in a lot of places. Oh, there was one place I worked that had cafeteria open on the night shift and the cook was bomb. But then they shut it down. They <laughs> oh, shut it down. Cause took it away not from you. People. Yeah, there's not enough people. Eat. And this was in a huge facility. So like mm-hmm. most facilities don't have Yeah, and it kind of has that night. slumber party feel. Where it's like at a slumber party, you might eat like half a carton of ice cream because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm at a slumber party. It kind of has that feeling sometimes. And Mm. you're like, wow, I just ate an entire large bag of Hershey's Kisses, which I did the (laughs) other night. (laughs) And I'm going to my dentist next week. They're going to be very upset with me. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, no, but that stuff happens on the night shift. Yeah, it's just there and... Or Sour Patch Kids. I don't know who I'm talking about. But no, I have the same. Like, I really struggle with work-life balance doing, like, Monday through Friday, eight-hour mm. shifts. I have no time. Like, you were just saying this. Yeah, like, I'm really struggling lately. Like, I've gained five pounds, which isn't huge, but I'm a small person. 
and my scrubs aren't fitting and I am really struggling to find times to exercise because when I get home, I either have to clean the house or I need to cook dinner. I also do laundry. Only time I have with Carter like during the week for five days to see him is right after work. And we usually like to have dinner and sit and watch TV and talk or whatever we want to do. Um, so like exercise is just, I don't have enough time on my lunch break to go to the gym, um, which I used to do, but I changed gyms and it's farther away now. Um, I used to also go on walks for 45 minutes, which was uphill. And I stopped doing that because I've been getting tons of ticks. That's where I walk. I, I get like two to three ticks every time. And Dang. It's, yeah, it's awful. So I just Actually, don't do it. Actually, ticks were bad for this year. Really, really bad. bad. Yeah, I've gotten so many. Um, and I just, I don't know when I can exercise. I feel totally like stuck in that and that my health is just going down. There's always shitty food in the office. Like it's just, Delicious, shitty food. Yeah, delicious, shitty food. <laughs> and I'm thankful. Hey, my dog is eating my fruit. <laughs> anyway. She has work-life balance. Yeah, she has. Mm-hmm. Getting her vegetable serving you know, for the day. But it's hard. Like eight hours, five days a week, there's so much I can't do. I it's mean, most of your life. It's most of my life. I spend it all with totally. those people. And you guys are doing the same, like the same amount of hours, but. It's different though. It's we set up differently. Out. Yeah, it's totally set up differently. So I have so two hard. days a week. To like be to clean my house and do my laundry and do my bills and do all the things I needed to do during the week that I didn't have time for, and then I have to work again. It's funny that you say that because um, so Ryan has off two days a week, and this week I've had off many days, including those two days that Ryan had off, and I was like, "Whoa, he just got off work, and now he has to go back to work already." Yeah, you know it. It's the you know five yeah. eight hour shifts. Right. It's not very. Um, you really don't get as much free time, I don't mm-hmm. think. It's like yeah. you live to work. Right. Like just based on the amount of time you're at work. And I, uh, you know, I have um, some friends that are surgical nurses and they work basically that schedule, right? Five days a week. But they throw on top of that, like you're a late person. You have to stay over. You are taking call this time. And I realized that you are with those people Five days a week. Like mm-hmm. that is so much time to 40 be, hours a week or yeah, more. thrown in with initially strangers that yeah. you don't, it's not like you get to pick them. It's not people that you've chosen to spend your whole exactly. life with, like mm-hmm. your spouse or your friends or whoever. You right. know? And that can be really incredible because you end up meeting people that you might never meet and developing these amazing friendships. Uh-huh. Hint, hint, mm-hmm. ladies. <laughs> but it also is like if you get stuck with a real dud, yeah, yeah. that's a long 40 hours. Oh, right. Burn. And Which I'm not, we have before. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. It's the worst. But like, and I'm not saying, I mean, everyone can identify with this. Most of people, I mean, nurses have very rare, you know, unique schedules like hospital nursing. And most people work nine to fives. And some people love it. I have worked with like medical assistants that absolutely love nine to five. They love it. I know other people that they just love that routine. It's very predictable. They, they know what's, you know, and for some people, it works well for their family schedule, like right. their kids' school. They can mm-hmm. yeah. do a slightly modified seven yeah. to three schedule or whatever. You know, yeah. it's so strange that in one way it's like very conducive to life mm-hmm. in the way that like the whole our whole culture is set up on those hours. Right. But at the other hand, like you're saying, it's very non-conducive to right. life because you only get to see your uh, fiance for like what three and a half hours before you have to go to bed and get some rest yeah. to prepare for the next day. Yeah. It's Less than odd. half the time that you see all the other people, this is the person right. that you pick to be with. Right. We're all yeah. heated about this, aren't yeah. we? Well, I just feel like, I, I just <laughs> don't I like it. And my, <laughs> I mostly deal with it and it's okay. And like, also I've taken a day off. So I only work four days, one week and five days the other because of this, mm-hmm. because I really hate nine to five. I don't know. I'm doing it. I have other options as a nurse. I should so just Dolly try something else. <laughs> Working like, nine to five. What a way to make a living. Yeah. But um, I just like right now I'm really struggling because I feel like my health is struggling. Like it's taking its toll. It's taking its toll and it's getting really frustrating and I don't know when to exercise and I, and I used to have it worked out but other things have changed but I have no other option like except for going after work and then that and then I'm That's staying exhausting. up too late and then I have to make my lunch and dinner for the next day. Like it's just, it's nonstop. Yeah. Every single week. And I just hate it. And other people are fine with it. And I just 
can't stand it. And I have another option. I should just do that. But I give it a try. Haven't yet. Come work with us. Yes, at the hospital. Dude, I would. I'll train. I do not train people. I would train you. If you guys like weren't so far away, I'm just like. Man, it's the morning. It's the morning. I cannot explain how much getting up that early sucks my soul away. <laughs> but you know what? There's kind of a um, an in between. Um, there's some hospitals like the Kaiser system, for example. Mm. Like if you work three eights, mm. three eight hour shifts is considered full time for them, what? and they give you benefits. But that's yeah. like that's that's twenty four hours a week. But you're still taking a huge cut. No. Kaiser pays her money. Way more oh, per Kaiser hour. Pay, yeah, yeah. I good luck getting into I've that try, system. I'm like, who can get into Kaiser? Nobody. You have to like Sometimes give your first people born do. Son. Every once in a while, people do. Anyway, but is I'm it just a good saying. Place. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's the question. I that's, hear a lot. I would rather like that's why I'm still at my job because I think it's a great place and I really like it and I'm happy there and I'm afraid to leave and you know not like something else. You know, yeah. but but I'm, again, like I want to do what's. I would make more money and work less days of the week and have more time for me if I worked in a hospital. The thing about eight-hour shifts in acute care in the hospital, too, are that kind of like you were saying earlier, Desi, that you get to the end of your shift and you feel like you haven't had enough time to chart everything. Mm. Also, um, I've worked in a couple hospitals that have done that before and some that have done two eight-hour shifts, two 12-hour shifts a week so that you get 40 hours, which I'm like, really, do we need to do this? Mm. <sighs> That's a little too much. Anyway, um, by the time you get to the end of an eight-hour shift, you feel like, or by the time you get to the eight-hour mark, I should say, that's when I feel like I've really gotten to know my patients. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give them up at that point because for the next four hours, I'm going to be the best nurse for them. I know what they need, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it sucks to get to the eight-hour mark and then have to turn them off over to someone who's brand new to this person Mm -hmm. and the patient is going to have to go through the same learning process. Like, actually, I do oh, things I've this way. about that. Yeah, it's weird. Kind of selfish, like, but... No, I mean, unless you have to do it, because I've worked in some hospitals with eight-hour shifts, and it actually it actually feels like that, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, um, I remember really liking, like, when I was in school and I did the 12s, like, you just get used to it, and... I love it. It... It does like feel like you need that amount of time to do your full day. Yeah. It just feels like that's what you need. Like and an I eight re- hour. Yeah. And I really think it, it contributes to the continuity of care. Like totally. I especially when I like I do four days, nights in a row, and I by the end of that, I know that person in a way that I would like it would just it wouldn't be as much of a connection if it was eight because it's so broken up. You don't, and especially having four or if you're on med search, five patients in an eight hour day, it's like you barely get to know them. Mm -hmm. And it's got to be better for the patient not having to learn a new nurse every eight hours. You know, you only have to learn two nurses per day rather Mm -hmm. than three. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be a little bit more comforting just to know, all right, I'm getting this person in the morning, this person at night. Mm -hmm. For the next couple nights, that is ideal, I think, you know? So I'm tempted. I'm like, yeah, I could try a hospital. Just why not try it, you know? And then I could actually try to work in maternity, which is why I became a nurse in the first place. But it's so hard to be like, give up cardiology when that's what I've done for so long. And it's comfortable. And I, I know it now. Yeah. Like, I feel good doing that and I like it. And so giving that up feels... And you're good at it. Like, oh, not. Which makes it harder. Yeah. Hey, I have a random it's, question. Mm. So... In relation to work-life balance, do you guys talk about your shift or your experiences with your significant others that are not involved in? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Does that help? Like the fact that they're not as mm-hmm. involved, like they don't know? No. I think Ryan loves to hear my stories. He used to not get them as much, and now he's starting to get them more. You know, we've been together for six years now, and he's starting to get it. He's like, Slow oh, learner, man. Folks. Well, no, it's <laughs> just, just it's kidding. a totally different world, <laughs> yeah. you know? He's like, oh, they did what? You know, he's he's finally starting to give me responses that I'm like, all right. You're hoping for. He gets it. You're looking for. He's getting it. How about you? Um... Yeah, I mean, mostly the only things I go back and talk about are, I don't know, a crazy story or a funny story or whatever. And it's usually amusing. Like, Carter usually is like, oh, really? Or, wow, that's crazy or funny. I don't know. 
But again, I don't have the same scenario of really intense situations like you guys do that are he did that frustrating heart, and that heart attack story. Like it made me hot and sweaty. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. I mean, but that wasn't like my work situation. Oh, you mean the guy in the office who had a yeah. heart attack? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. But his response is usually like, "Oh, that's crazy." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Just is. give him a few more years. He'll figure. I mean, out I, don't, the I don't know what else you would say, the, but like, yeah. Whoops, electrical equipment. Oh, okay. I knocked some like, on the ground. Don't it. worry. Um, yeah. Why would would do you just, do you talk about it to friends or like your family or nobody? You just keep it to yourself. I mean, I, that's why like hanging out with coworkers or even this podcast and telling it the way I that's telling stories that are and telling them the way where it actually happened that way. Yeah, you know, it's not filtered and it's mm. such a therapeutic feeling because, you know, like I, I'll talk to, or yeah, no, I don't talk to like my brothers. Uh, they don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I can tell, or they can't relate mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. It's like, it's different trying to explain it to somebody who doesn't understand, or they try to relate in compare it to a story they have. And it's just like, no, it, it's yeah. No. It's, and then, so it's, or like when I'm da- on a date, it's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Ta- I can't. I have to pretend to be mm-hmm. something I'm not because mm-hmm. I you have can't. to pretend to be normal. Human yes, being. it's or like, so difficult. I'll tell like my try to tell my mom stuff, and she's usually like, "Oh, too much," or like, "Oh, gross," <laughs> or it's yeah. like too people don't want to hear. Or like I usually talk about this stuff while I'm eating with friends, but if they're healthcare people, we're all eating, talking about it, but yeah. normal people don't want to hear that when they're eating. Exactly, and so. I'm lucky that Carter doesn't ever get grossed out. So, like, I can tell him, he's like, oh, really? You know, I don't know. Poop but, and farts, you say? Yeah, and <laughs> farts and poop? Flatulence. <laughs> yeah. That was bowel movements, now. So, I think um, that plays a big part into work-life balance is having people around around you that you can um, vent to in a in a healthy way, you know, not in... That can relate. That can relate at, or empathize it at the very least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's big. Like this podcast is like therapy. You're like, it dude, you sure exactly is. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. This is commiseration station. <laughs> but I hope other people listening get that. Like they get to listen and say, oh my God, I've been in that exact situation. They totally know I'm not alone in feeling this way or struggling with this. Or having like feelings about a situation. Right. And you kind of feel wrong about having those feelings. But right. then- It's human. It's and human. And like, I we like are this, people too. I feel like we talk about those things. Like- Vices. Everyone probably has this, but no one will actually talk about it. Yeah, it's like, oh, am I allowed to be depressed about this situation? Mm-hmm. Because is that a liability no. to have a depressed <laughs> nurse working at the hospital? Who oh, knows? yeah. I just read an article about that. Really? Yeah. Is that a thing people are questioning? Well, it was like basically like the uh, stigma of admitting to mental health issues and how at a hospital, is the hospital going to back you? Um, mm. or are they going to be mostly worried about their liability? Mm. Really? What? The- oh man, that's like, I don't know. That's, that's disheartening depressing. to hear because yeah. it, it, people are, that's the thing. We're all human and uh, you would think, I mean, if, okay, if I have heart failure, they're not going to make me, you know, they're not going to hold that against me as a nurse. So yeah. if I have depression or some other mental illness, like, and if you're still a great nurse, then yeah. If I'm a great yeah, nurse and if I'm keeping my illness treated, if I'm right. having regular fault, whatever the doctor yeah. recommends, you know. I feel like they should more look at your your work and if you're for any reason struggling and or, not doing a good job, then look at that. Don't look at oh, is it because you're you diverting drugs? Yeah. Or is it like, because you're depressed or yeah. is it because you suck yeah, at your job? Exactly. What are the reasons? And that's what I was kind of alluding to on the prior episode about how there's not a lot of support built into the system for mm-hmm. nurses that are struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Do they have any like therapy in hospitals? Or like, this is your, you know, like um, for example, like military, yeah. they have like a therapist there because mm-hmm. you're going through PTSD. You have you have really those tough resources. situations, and it's talked about. It's not something right. that you know, like. But nurses go through trauma. Yeah, we see trauma. We go through it, and then we have to deal heavily with the emotions of the family and the person and everything. And you're carrying that through your life. We should have a PTSD like therapist there mm-hmm. to yeah. debrief on situations. Like a support person or kind of a sponsor and nurse sponsor and everyone should have one. You know, mm-hmm. senior nurses should have one and right. baby nurses should have one. Yeah. Totally baby nurses. Mm-hmm. 
Everyone, that's traumatic. Why don't we man. start this? Maybe we'll be famous. Maybe we'll be. <laughs> this is a great idea. It is, it is because it is. I in one of my preparation uh, for this. Preparation H. Preparation H for this (laughs) podcast. I pooped. And I was was reading an article that said like something like upwards of 30% of nurses experience um, clinical symptoms of PTSD. Mm. I believe that. Yeah, that's totally believable when like, yeah. So, and there's really no support built into it. There's, you have to like be brave enough to come to somebody else and say, I'm really... Mm-hmm. hurting here, you know? And the culture has almost been to just deal with it because we're all dealing with it. Like, mm-hmm. And uh, be callous. Like, yeah. Use that humor, the inappropriate humor and desensitization to deal with it. The the notion of nurses eating their young, you know, the young struggle because everything's new and fresh and scary. And the old nurses, not old, but, you know, the more experienced, the experienced nurses are used to dealing with those things. And so it's like... This attitude of suck it up and deal yeah. with it. And and it should be, I'm here for you. And I know that it's going to be a hard transition. And this is like a new life experience. And if you need to like talk about it, I'm here. Especially and and when yeah, it's like, it sucks. Right. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do we do for ourselves to try to achieve this work-life balance? What are we doing? What are our healthy coping mechanisms that we have? Art. For me, it's art. I love art. I love dancing, but I don't ever do that. I should though. Love art. Anytime I do art. Wait, you love dancing? I didn't know. I love dancing. Can we have a dance party after this? Totally. I've been really into disco lately. I love dancing. Okay. <laughs> I love disco. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Oh, I don't know disco, but yeah. Some I mean, peaches and herbs. This is all I know. All you no, you know disco. Right. You don't think you know disco. Oh, okay. And then it comes on and you're like, oh yeah, I, I know, know disco. disco. <laughs> For me, it's... Um, it's going to sound like so like, oh, you're so annoying. But uh, exercise. You're actually. so annoying. I know. But <laughs> I'm I, just if you kidding. look at me, I'm like, I'm not like your textbook, like fitness model lady, but you pretty buff. To you're me. not like Sarah. Yeah. What? <laughs> She's just f- like rocking this yeah. weird pair of overalls. Fit, tan, crazy, beautiful lady. That's, you're my. I'm definitely fitness. not that. Fit, so. Shut up. <laughs> Thank you. Go on. <laughs> but um, I, so I work out on my break and it is the like best thing I've ever started doing because it's, for, I'm a, kind of a neurotic. Shocking. I'm kind of neurotic. Um, but on my shit, I'm very particular. I'm very um I'm a perfectionist in my job. I am, mm-hmm. am a worry wart. You know, if I have a patient uh, that I don't trust is confused and I'm scared they're gonna get up, I will watch their monitor and wait for the heart rate to spike and then run in to go catch them before. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, and so they're like, I, I just farted. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, being able to on my break go to the gym and the way the longest, the way to make 30 minutes feel so long is to go on a treadmill mm. and it feels like forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so, such a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I like. So explain that your hospital has a gym in it, right? A, yes. The yeah. hospital I have has a gym located on site and I go there on my break. I'm fully available by phone if an emergency You are? Up. I didn't, when I was on nights, I did not take my phone with me. I was like, you're covering me. I'm going to the gym. Really? Yeah. Oh no. I, a I mean, break is a break, I'm too man. paranoid too. I, it's only dude, 30 minutes. You I'm gotta so, listen. Yeah. I'm a nurse for 11 years now. You gotta loosen up a little I and cannot. let people take control of your patients. I gotta that tighten aren't up. You. Just like so, the black keys. What? 30 minutes <laughs> only. 12 hours. That's the yeah. break. With two yeah. 15 minutes, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're okay. very dedicated to your gym routine at night. I oh, have to say that's impressive, and other people have said so too. Thank you. I think it's great. It's, do you like change clothes and put yeah, clothes and I on? shower and really yeah. in thirty minutes you can do all of that. Well, sometimes I combine all my breaks together. Uh, <laughs> and anyways, I it's like or if you take a quick bathroom break and like change real quick before you go and yeah. then like <laughs> yeah and so i it's just been the best thing in my life to cope with the stress of a shift that's awesome i think that's amazing that gym is there for a reason and that you're using it what time is it usually like 3 4 in the morning um i used to take my breaks at 2 but now i take them at 12 why did you change it? I was curious about that when I was on nights. Um, well, the charge is always looking for patient or pe- 
nurses to go to break early because, you know, you have to give a certain amount of breaks in a shift and it's kind of hard to schedule all that. So it was like a pressure from the shift to take an early, somebody to take an earlier break and B, um, well, actually that was the main impetus. So I just did that. And then I started, my whole shift became like, in, like built around that. So mm. I get the way I chart, the way I pass meds, the way I check on my patients, the way I drink uh, a, a bottle of water before the gym. I don't drink any coffee before I go to the gym because otherwise, or eat anything, but because then I want to throw up on the treadmill. <laughs> um, it's like everything is built around it. And so now if I don't get my 12 o'clock, o'clock break, I'm a mess. Huh. huh. So do you usually? Like every time, every because nobody wants to go that early. That's mm-hmm. that's the earliest. Because you start what seven? Yeah, seven, and yeah. and then you know eight to ten is med pass, and then you chart, and then it's like nobody wants to go and break at eleven. So the earliest anybody is willing to go is twelve, but everybody likes to go later in the shift because it's like it splits up your shift better. Yeah, it makes you feel like oh, I have less time. I now. only have like two hours left in my shift now that yeah. I'm done with break. Mm-hmm. So anyways. Because you're off at 7 again. Yeah. So 12, 12.30. Well, then you have six and a half hours. No, I'm saying other people like a later shift. I'm I'm sorry, a later break because it's like, well, I only have three hours. Oh, yeah. Shift. That's what I do at work. I take the latest possible lunch to like the limit. And um, that, that way, way just I only to, like, have a few hours through. after at the end. Yeah. yeah. And then we all leave a little bit early anyways. So. <laughs> So that's been my best coping mechanism and like this podcast or becoming closer friends with my coworkers and being able to go out with them and rehash work stories and find Mm -hmm. like humor in them or silver linings or like badassery in them. Mm -hmm. Commiseration is so valuable. It really is. I didn't really get it in my first few years of nursing, like how great it is. Um, but it's great. It's, it's it like, great. It's like a, a, a pressure valve release. Yeah, it, it, because sometimes you feel like you have your own shift, you have your own patient assignment, and everyone's having a shitty night, but you don't really know what type of night exactly everyone else is having unless you talk about it. And then it's like, oh, we have all of these common experiences. All these horrible things happen to all of our <laughs> patients and to us, you know? So it's a great, uh, it, it's just a great um, It's so pressure release. And comforting yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and sometimes productive. Sometimes you can learn something from another nurse like, oh, I've had to deal with that type of crap before. Yeah. Let me tell you how to deal with it. Like, like I, yeah. Or that particular person or this type of, situation or this doctor or whatever, yes, you know? Totally, totally. Very helpful and cathartic. So cathartic. Anyways. Well, I've got my rafting, everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's your rafting. main escape. But it what is. about like during the winter? What do you what's your yoga? Uh, or- yoga. Oh, I really, really love yoga. Yeah. That's super therapeutic. And skiing, but skiing's so expensive. So I don't get to do it as much, but um it's it's almost as therapeutic as uh, mm-hmm. rafting. <laughs> yeah. So physical activity. Yeah. And yoga, I feel like, is great because sometimes um, it's cathartic in a way where you can actually meditate on the things that have happened that day. When I'm rafting, I don't think about nursing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. I'm just in a different place. You can detach and move on to a different world. Mm-hmm. But in yoga, you can let thoughts come in and images come in, whatever has happened in your day, and let them move out. Mm-hmm. It's like you're letting things go in a different way. So, um, it's a different type of it's therapy. It's like not yeah. escapism, it's acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Another shirt, folks. Yeah. <laughs> We're writing all these down. How about you? Oh, we got to remember those. What is something you do that you we feel like? We already came to me. Did we? But she has art. Yeah. Let's go art, again. Oh, yeah. yeah, your art. Art and dancing. And I, I don't even actually do those that much. But anytime I do art, and if I do it regularly, oh my gosh. my I'm like, so my great. totally, my whole week is different. Yeah, it's like my, I'm, I'm a really creative person. So when I do those, there's nothing I'm thinking of except what I'm working on. Oh, that's And nice. I love it. It just makes me so happy. Um, and I do that more. Anyways, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And Jen's not here, but she has her boxing and fitness routine and everything. Like, Mm -hmm. she's very dedicated to that. I actually, this week, now that I've been injured and not able to exercise, I felt like very sympathetic for Jen who wasn't able to exercise for some of her pregnancy and Mm -hmm. after pregnancy. Like, that's a huge coping mechanism to be uh, missing. Yeah. Oh, and Sarah heard her knee rafting. So like in case you didn't listen to the last episode and she keeps saying she's injured. Hello. <laughs> she hurt we'll her knee We'll put it on rafting. the Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I've got a dumb it. thing What's on the my band-aid leg? for him? I've oh, that's just a scrape. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's also the right. guy that fell on my leg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. if anyone else has really good ideas or coping mechanisms, they do write into us. Um, and let us know and we can share them because you never know when something might be a good idea to help somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I read us. this thing. It was kind of cheesy, but it was like, uh, I love, it was something along the lines of like, I love helping others because I could be like an answered prayer for mm-hmm. somebody else. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like your good act could be what somebody's hoping for and really needs. Yeah. And it's like, same thing with the good advice, you know, like you said, sh- commiserating, you share experiences and then it's like that experience comes up for that person and they're like, you know what, Sarah told me something like this. I think I'm going to try this and it works. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, work that's life balance. That's beautiful, that Thank statement you, yeah. you said. Yeah. Anyways. That is really nice. I feel like so. that's what we do a lot of the time. That Sometimes is. Sometimes we don't. We answer prayers. But if you want to like <laughs> write to us on so like the Chateauneuf de Pup, the pup, <laughs> the pup who lived Can in I a have chateau. Some more of this bup, yeah, please. load me please, up. Please, please, please. Um, Actually, so just to have class. Our Instagram is whining with nurses and you'll see our awesome bitmoji that says cheers with all of us uh, in our scrubs. And that's how you'll know it's us. Because um, we're in scrubs. Because That's how you know. <laughs> I love my scrubs. <laughs> You're like... You're I'm gonna shout out real scrubs. Fast. No, or, my oh. real scrubs. Really? What are Bigs they? Bigs scrubs. Oh, dude, I've heard the best things about the Figs. best. Our whole unit mm. on night shift wears them. Oh, and yeah, I notice everybody has the same tapered pants. They are. They do and not wrinkle. Slightly cut off sleeves. Yeah. They don't wrinkle. They don't wrinkle. Wait, they hold up is so it, well. They have like harmful. No, chemicals? they are uh, made by <laughs> angels. Actually, oh no, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know, but they're the bomb. I'm okay. going to hashtag or at whatever Instagram word verb I'm using. Hashtag. Uh-huh. Figs. I'll post a picture of me and my figs. Yeah. <laughs> I want to try those. I actually like- uh, um, You can I'm, borrow mine. I have like 18 pairs. Oh, yeah. Cool. Because I don't Dang. fit any of mine. I have right exactly four pairs of scrubs that I rotate. No. Yeah. They <laughs> are five not. Every day of the week. No? Okay. Because I, I have an awesome pair that are like, it's like being in- stretchy pajamas or leggings. They're called Affinity Medwear. Ooh. And um, if you want my coupon code, you get 20% <laughs> off. No, 15%. But um, it's um, cat RN. But so they're so comfortable. It's like, I can't, it's like legging material. Stretchy oh. tops, stretchy bottoms. And it feels like p- more comfortable than any pajamas I own, honestly. Um, I need to buy more of them. I have like one pair and I keep meaning to buy more because they're so comfortable. So what I've been doing for the past two weeks is washing the bottoms like every single day <laughs> because none of my other scrubs are fit and they're all tight around the waist. But these are like stretchy out to here, right? They're so stretchy and comfortable like leggings. So I just keep <laughs> washing them and wearing them with Those sound amazing. rotating tops. They're so comfortable. Uh, if you want leggings... Your scrubs, the top and bottom are. Cheers to our favorite pair of scrubs, right? Yeah. Yes. Cheers. We yeah, all have them. Yeah. Mine are uh, Silver Hands Infinity. by Purple Label. Or Wait, something. what are they? Silver what? what? Per- Silver Hands by Purple Label or okay. Purple Hands by Silver. Oh, I should learn it before I say it. And yours are. <laughs> Scratch that. Affinity Medwear. And to figs. Woo. Cheers. Whining with.